Hey, this is John Legadakis, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of a conference call that I do each week with other internet marketers where we talk about how we can market our products and services better, get more traffic, and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. What I wanted to talk about today was training your virtual assistant. So last time we talked about finding and hiring great virtual assistants. And so that, and, and once you have your virtual assistant, it's very important to train them in the way that you run your business. So you're both happy. Okay, so you're happy because they're doing the work exactly the way you, you would like them to have it done. And they're happy because they know they're making you happy and it's a win-win situation for everyone. So they feel secure in their employment and and you're getting stuff done through your virtual assistant. The way that I train my virtual assistants and the way I encourage you to do the same is to create checklists for them for the tasks that you need them to do. And so the way I do that is I get um, use in my Google Drive account, which is free to set up a Google Drive account. You can create folders and files in here that you can easily share with your outsourcing staff so that you're both working off the same file. Now you can give them edit permissions or just read permissions. Here in here, so let's say I want to create a new checklist and I'm going to call this checklist the SEO checklist. So let's say I want my virtual assistant and the instruction might be whenever a new blog post is published do the following and the checklist might be make sure Yoast SEO indicators are all green now before that actually so let's say before that I say confirm keyword phrase to be targeted so that they'll need to obviously need to know what the keyword phrase to be targeted is make sure uh, Yoast SEO indicators are all green so by following that step they will obviously make sure the keyword phrase is put in all the places it need to be. It's in the title, it's in the description, it's in the content itself, and so forth. So all the things that Yoast SEO uh, checks for us to make, make sure it's SEO optimized. What else will we need to do? So give me some ideas. What would you do for your SEO? Like when you're SEO optimizing, so it might be another one might be bookmark new web page on all social bookmarking accounts okay so if you've got uh, a dig account or stumble upon you know so you make sure you bookmark it on all there what else would you do publish new web page link on facebook page i think you get the idea so for, for the sake of this exercise i won't i won't spend a lot of time there but basically whatever your seo strategy is that you use to optimize your website if you want your va to do your SEO for you, make sure you give them a step-by-step -step checklist of exactly what you expect them to do. So they would have, because of the permissions we set up, they got view access to this. If you want them to be able to edit the file, that's fine. You just go into the share and, yep, there it is. So you can see if I click on Julie's account there, I can see Julie can view. But let's say for whatever reason you want your virtual assistant to be able to edit this particular file, you would you can change that to can edit. 
and then I can I can save that. So now Julie can actually edit that file as well, so she can view it and and she can edit edit it. Right. So very important. Every task that you have your virtual system do, create a checklist for them to follow. It's going to be very handy for them. Now, what I recommend that you you do also is you actually go through the task with them. So you actually show them how to do it. So in this case, I would log into WordPress. I would publish a new post and and show them how I SEO optimize it. I show them how I add the keyword phrase to the title and to the description and and to the content and and all that kind of stuff. I'd show them how I bookmark the page on my social bookmarking accounts, how I added the the new article as a link to my Facebook page and all the other stuff I might do for SEO. I would actually go through and do it. And while I'm showing them all that, I make sure I record it, just like we're recording this right now. So I would use either... Camtasia Studio if you've purchased that or free there's plenty of free ones that we've talked about in the past camstudio.org you can go and download free screen recording software you can use Screencast-O-Matic and there's lots of other ones get some software on your computer record what you're showing them as you're showing them because that's that's really good too I, I, I don't record just myself doing it I actually get them I Skype them in share my screen and I actually show them and record at the same time because that way I can also record the questions that they have. Because you might think that you're capturing everything, like you're you're giving them all the instruction that they might ever need, but you'll be surprised how many times the questions come up, things that need clarification. So record that while you're training them, record it, and then you can actually upload that recording as an mp4 file or whatever the video format is to google drive so you can have in this folder you can go you can here you can get a click new file upload say i go into videos so let's say this one right here i open it i can actually upload that right now to google drive if that was the video that I recorded for them so they've got not only got the checklist now but they've actually got the video that they can watch as well now, when you've given them a specific task to do and you've given them a checklist, you've given them a video recording and they actually start doing the task, make sure that you follow up on the work that they've done. Check it to see that it's been done correctly. Don't be too surprised that if things haven't been done correctly, even though you've gone to great pains with your checklist and the video training. I mean, you definitely want to expect good things of your virtual assistant but at the when you first give them tasks don't don't expect them to do it 100% perfect it won't always be the case so just check to see the work's been done correctly and if there's anything that needs to be sorted out don't do it yourself don't fix it yourself right it's very tempting to do that sometimes i know i've been there make sure that you get them on skype again and show them what thing that uh, needs to be rectified whatever it is that hasn't been done correctly, show them. And if you've got them on Skype together, you can show them together. Or even better, tell them what needs to be done and ask them to go over the video again or look, check the, go over the checklist again and get them to do it and then go and check it again and make sure that that has been done correctly. When you get to the point where 
you you don't need to check up on that specific task anymore because they are doing it correctly like you've they've been doing it for a few days now a week or a couple of weeks a month whatever and they're doing it correctly and you're happy with the way they're doing it it's good to randomly check every now and again just to make sure everything is being done the way that you like it done now it will like if you've got if you've got a great relationship with your VA and you totally trust them and they're awesome and you don't feel you need to randomly check them don't if but uh, if you ever it is not bad every now and again just to look sometimes even if your VA is a great VA and they are honest and they're a hard worker sometimes they do slip up um, so it is not a bad idea to randomly check every now and again give encouragement and genuine praise this is really important I mean we've all worked for someone in the past so you know what it's like with anyone that works for you, then they're not your property, okay? They're like any other person. You want to have a great relationship with them. So give them genuine encouragement. Give them genuine encouragement. We all need that. And genuine praise. It's, it's very, very important. Yeah, you want to have that great relationship, great working relationship. Is there any questions or comments about what I've just gone over there about training your virtual assistant? Stephen, let me ask you. Stephen, that all makes sense? You're way ahead of me, John, because the, the, what you're saying there is you have to know what you're talking about, what you, how you want your, your work done. You're a lot more experienced than I am. For me to, to relate to these people, let's say in the Philippines, I need people that do know what they're doing and sort of lean on them to do their, do the right thing. Yeah, good point. Yeah, thank you, Stephen. So th- that's right. It's usually, it's sometimes it's a mixture, even for myself. The person that I've got that does most of the work for me that I've, I've had the longest, he's an experienced web developer. So there's some stuff that he does I don't have a clue. And so I'll ask him, if I ask him to, to fix something or create something on the WordPress site that needs to be customized, he'll go ahead and do it. The, the, all that I know is how it appears. I, the only feedback I can give him is, is that what I've, not how he's done it, but rather the end result. Is that what I wanted? But how he actually goes about and does it is, does it, is a different thing. But then, but then there is certain things that I want done in a certain way that he he will need instruction from me. And an example of that might be customer service stuff. So then, this is a conversation I actually did have with my virtual assistant recently. I explained to him that that or I just felt that. His, the way he was dealing with support tickets could have been a bit better, done a bit better. He's a very get-to-the-point kind of guy, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But I, I sort of said to him, look, when, you initially, when you're responding to tickets, when you're initially responding to a support ticket, thank the person for actually messaging us. Say, hey, thanks for sending, us, thanks for sending me an email. And another thing he, I felt he wasn't doing very well was explaining himself fully he assumed that people had similar knowledge than what he had so i explained to him look you need to give people more information don't assume people know what you know or maybe not everything you know but don't don't assume too much basically so make sure you you give people extra very clear instructions on what you want them to do and why you want them to do it too do you understand what i mean Stephen? so sometimes with your VAs, yes, you're right. You, you, you can't give them a step-by-step thing because you're, you're hiring for that, those expertise. 
but other times there is certain ways you want you'll want them to do things and in those cases then you definitely give train them give that video training give them the checklist sometimes too you'll get the situation where you've got a virtual assistant and both of you don't know how to do a specific thing and in that case what i do is i like to go find where the training is to get that task done and i usually give it to my virtual assistant and say hey look here's some really good training that i found let's use this strategy Sometimes I'll do it the other way around too. Sometimes I'll ask my virtual assistant to go and give me some recommendations on a product or a service or a strategy. And so he'll go and do the research and he'll come back to me and say, hey, this is what I found. And then I'll look through the material and maybe we'll discuss it together and talk about what we feel is the best strategy to take or the best product to use, whatever the case may be. And we'll go through it together. So every situation is a bit different. That will be the way that I would have to do it. I have to employ somebody to do um, a web page and somebody to do SEO and, and somebody to do um, articles and somebody to do this and that and then check it over myself and then put it all back together. Right. So I was breaking up a little bit there on me. So that, that's what you've done in the past? Is that what you're saying, Stephen? I have done a bit of business with people in the Philippines. I must admit, I did not. It wasn't as successful as I'd like, uh, mainly because I think I wasn't experienced enough to, to um, tell me exactly what I wanted and how I wanted it done. Yeah, so what, what happened with me, Stephen, was that I ran my business as a one-man show, learned teaching myself through you know mentoring, through searching Google, through YouTube. So I, tr- I taught myself... And then once my business was up and running and I was making money, but I was getting too busy, that's when I hired a VA. So I was able to, to tell my VA what I wanted done because I, I'd been doing it all myself up to that point. But sometimes some of us come into an online business where we don't want to learn the technical stuff. We just have an idea and we want to get it created and so we outsource it, not knowing the, the nitty-gritty or the the specifics of how to actually get it done, if you know what I mean. So it can play out differently. It can be different. Your VA experience will be, the, the way you work with your VAs can be different depending on which side of that coin you're coming from. That's the position we're in at the moment. We're, I'm doing, like you just said, trying to learn all the bits and pieces so I can tell somebody what to do, but I'm still only in the learning stages and I haven't got a cash flow yet, so I can't start... Uh, paying people before I start getting some sort of income. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So everyone's situation is a bit different. Um, I think if I was coming from the point of view that, let's say I had money, I had a great business idea and I just wanted to hire people, I didn't want to learn how to do all the technical stuff. I just wanted to hire someone. Yeah, look, how, how would I approach that? I mean, knowing what I know, I would prefer to hire someone that had all the skills that I needed. Like I, I do a search on, I put a, I post a job on online jobs like we talked about, detailing all the skills that I'd needed that person to have. I would go through the hiring process. It once, you know, I'd identify someone that I'm happy to work with, and I would get them to get started on the project, and I would get them to give me updates daily, like we talked about, and just monitor their progress and communicate with them. Before I even got them to start, I would find out from them, look, how 
long do you think this project will take? And let's say they said to me it would take a month. I would then find out from them, okay, look, what would be the steps? Let's break it down. What would be the things that you would actually be achieving during that month? I would like to have an idea of milestones so that I could track their progress myself. For example, let's say the project was creating a membership site. And they said to me, look, it's going to take a month to get all up and running. And they said the first thing I would do is actually install and configure WordPress uh, with all the plugins and everything. And that might they might say, look, that'll take me two days. And then they'll say the actually setting up the membership area and all the membership pages and, and the sales funnel, that'll take me a week. They'll, they might say it'll take another two weeks to actually organize all the content and get the content on there. So what I'll be doing is I'll be getting daily reports from them, but in two days I would follow up with them and see is the is WordPress installed and everything configured like they said it would be. You know, I'd be logging in and taking a look. And if they are sort of keeping to that schedule and I'm happy with the work that they're doing, even though I don't understand what exactly how they're doing it, as long as they're keeping to that schedule and everything looks fine, I feel confident in keeping that person on. But if you know they're not showing up or if t- things are taking really slow, something sometimes look, it's not uncommon for projects to take longer than what people expect. But if it is really really dragging out and I'm not happy with the work they're doing. Don't keep them on. Let them go. Immediately get someone else. Like I said, the first time I hired someone, it took me. There was a set. It was the seventh person that I finally got going. But I did churn through people very quickly. I only gave them like one or two days at maximum. If I wasn't happy, it was next, next, next. Let's say you wanted to hire someone and, and you didn't have the technical knowledge, but you wanted to make sure you hired someone good for, for a decent-sized project, like for a long-term project. Maybe the better strategy, rather than getting them started immediately on the project, because it very might be very hard for you to monitor how good they are, don't get them started immediately on the project. Get them to do a very small project, a very specific project and see how they go with it, see how they go with following instructions, how they go with communicating with you, uh, working with you. If you like the way that they work and they get the task done and communication is great, then get, put them onto the big project. That's a good question. Thank you, Stephen. John? Yes, Mel? About the types of assistances, I, I heard how you waited until you got income earning yourself and needed relief in in our situation where we haven't got to that stage how would you compare the use of Fiverr people to do the technical stuff Mm -hmm. yeah with with the VA question everyone's situation is going to be different so like we mentioned before so I was in a situation where I I had a business that was producing good, good money uh, I just was I couldn't do it anymore by myself if I wanted to grow the business I hired someone sometimes you, you, you're starting out new business but you don't want to learn the technical side but you have money to hire people then you can hire someone full time for you know $400 US a month but if you're in a situation where you're starting out you don't have money to hire someone and you pretty much have to do it yourself but only if you need to outsource stuff then outsource it yeah, specific thing. And I think Fiverr, like you said, Fiverr would be good because you're not going to pay a lot of money, especially if it's a small task that they need to do. Yeah, I think Fiverr is good if, you, if you're if you doing it yourself, if you're building it up yourself, 
you need to outsource something but you don't have a lot of money, then yeah, definitely, Fiverr is really good. Look, I really appreciate all the questions we had today and uh, I hope you got a lot out of today's call. All right, have a great week, everyone. See you, John. Thanks, John. A transcript summary of today's podcast, including links to sites mentioned, is available on my blog at johnlagodakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S.com. And if you'd like help setting up your own successful internet marketing business, I highly recommend you check out my free webinar at makemoneywithjohn.com. Thank you for joining us on this audio program. For more online success strategies, visit makemoneywithjohn.com. Dot com.